This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face with Julie and Melinda. What's up? Um, hey, we got a fun show for you guys today. Melinda, you have a fun story to tell me, and I'm ready for it. Yes. Yeah, so, Amy, fun <laughs> is a word. Um, <laughs> as we were getting ready to record, I was scrolling through Facebook really quick, and I see something posted in one of our other favorite podcasts, Facebook groups. So, I'm going to give a big shout out to Obsessed with Disappeared. Um, it's yes, one of my favorite true crime podcasts and it's absolutely hysterical. Uh, so in their group, somebody just posted WTF. So here's the headline, Julie, you ready? Okay. I'm Media ready. firestorm over misogynistic quote in Houston school illustrates power of social media. So you want to know what the quote is? Yes. Okay. This is literally over a bank of lockers in a middle school hallway. The more you act like a lady, the more he'll act like a gentleman. What? Is this like a Christian school or something? It's just a regular public school? It says Houston ISD. I think that's just like a regular school. Yeah, that sounds like a Houston something school district. School district. Intermediate school district, probably. Yeah. What? Who did that? That's crazy. I'm like... Oh, the misogyny is strong. I feel like the older I get, the more feminist I feel, which is kind of funny because I have been notoriously like not a feminist in many, many ways, which I do believe in some of the traditional roles and stuff. But um, the more that I've been seeing and learning and like watching that documentary yesterday, I watched that documentary about um, it's called athlete a, and it's about the USA gymnastics shit that happened. And the way that the, those women were treated, those young women were treated when they Mm -hmm. reported this sexual, this like rape and sexual abuse. It is infuriating. It's like, why do men think it's okay to take advantage of women this way and why are women treated that way when they report it and it's kind of the same thing with this like middle school thing is like why would you think that that's an okay thing to say that you want to blame the way that men act on the actions of the woman what it was probably one of the more disturbing documentaries that i wasn't I can't say that I wasn't expecting it because obviously I knew the premise going in, but the in-depth like knowledge that you gain from this, and this is like this one dude and over 500 women have come forward mm-hmm. is one of the most like disturbing parts of it because like, it's not like it was this whole fleet of coaches that were, nope. were terrible. This is one guy, mm-hmm. five hundred girls he should be buried under the jail oh yeah he was well hopefully he'll get his ass beat in jail um but he was report they reported against him and 
he still, they let it go and like swept it under the rug and he continued Mm -hmm. to molest and rape these young women for months afterwards. Who knows how many more victims there were than would have been if they had arrested him in the first place. It's, It's an incredible documentary. I think everyone should watch it. And I did know the basic idea of the story, but I didn't know really anything in depth about it. Like I learned from that documentary. It's devastating. I, for some reason, thought he had seen it. And so when you texted me yesterday, you're like, oh my God, I just watched this. I'm like, yeah, I watched it like a year ago. I mean, it's still disturbing, but I, it's just, uh, it's so ridiculous. It's awful. Um, it's awful. Did he have That's- a family? I don't think so. I don't think so. I I don't remember seeing anything about that. Um, but I know he was in the business for like 30 years. So for 30 years, I mean, the one girl, he digitally raped her with her mother in the room. Yeah. Like, that's what insane. The fuck? And these parents, which, you know, you didn't know, they didn't know back at this time, but they were sending their kids to a gymnastics camp where they were not allowed They literally were not allowed to go there. And I just like, there's no way in hell I'd be sending my kid anywhere where I could not be. But it was, I mean, it's just awful how people covered it up. And, you know, it's the same thing that happens sometimes in the Catholic Church and with the Boy Scouts. That's why Boy Scouts are like done for. Um, They've completely like, I'm pretty sure they're completely disbanded or they're in the middle of it because there was just rampant abuse. And... The thing is that how are the victims supposed to want to come forward when no one listens to them or they cover it up? It's just heartbreaking. Who wants to come forward then when people will ridicule you and call you a liar? And yeah, so the older I get and the more I hear about stuff like this, the more I feel like I'm becoming a feminist, which is interesting. Yeah, He did have... Uh, a wife and three kids. Well, that's disgusting. And they were obviously underage because from the headlines I'm seeing, she got full custody. So obviously they were young kids. Could you imagine growing up knowing that about I, your father? No. And I, I hope to God he didn't molest his own children. Yeah. Like, devastating. There was also a, a movie that I watched called Rewind. Have you seen that one, that documentary? Mm. No, I haven't. It's very good. And it's very like trigger warning all over the place of um, childhood sexual abuse. It's yeah. insane. And I think everyone should watch that movie too. But it's it's basically this little boy who his father gets like a video camera the day he's born. And then he pretty much is filming the birthdays and then like the everyday Wednesday afternoon, he's just filming the whole thing. Well, at a certain point in this little boy's life, first he's like bubbly and happy and outgoing. And then all of a sudden his personality completely changes. And he's basically narrating the story, bringing you back to like, well, this is when I started to become sexually abused. And you can see oh the changes is in him on video of how he went from a bubbly, happy kid to what is wrong with, what are we going to do? What's wrong with him? Why is he so upset? And, you know, it just goes to show like you have to be super dialed into your kids. And when you feel yeah. that gut feeling that something is wrong, you have to go with that. That was That's a tangent. So crazy. 
Yeah. Where is a, where is that streaming? I think I watched it on Amazon Prime, but I can put in from information in the show notes. Um, it's an, inc- I mean, the way that this kid turned out is amazing. Let's just say that he's taken his trauma and is changing lives with his story. So thank God something good came out of it. Um, but wow. it's, it's crazy. But who did they figure out who wrote that above the lockers? Where did that come from? Is that just random? No, it's like, it's like word art. Oh, like the school paid someone to have it done? Yeah. Oh my God. This is not like, maybe it's like an old school or something. No, no. This was like put up. Oh my God. That's even worse. Mm -hmm. They paid someone to, this is commissioned art. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what I I, like, yeah, it's it's like vinyl on the wall. What does it say again? It says, the more you act like a lady, the more he'll act like a gentleman. Which basically just says, misogyny is real and you should take advantage of it. That's just (laughs) so disgusting. How do you tell young women that the way a man treats you is in direct correlation to how you act? That's not I'm going to need a guide on how to act like a woman. Like, what is your version of acting like a woman? Because I'm pretty sure that just makes me a human. Acting like a lady. (laughs) A lady. Yeah. Yeah. Could you please no, give me some some tips? <laughs> see, and that's that statement is the opposite of what I've learned in my life because something mm-hmm. that I've had to teach myself through my divorce and bad relationships and this and that, something that I've taught myself is that the way someone treats you says mm-hmm. nothing about you, but it says everything about them. So in other words, like you don't deserve to be mistreated. If you are being mistreated, it's not because of something. I mean, nine times out of 10, it's not because of anything that you did. You don't deserve to be treated that way. And just because you are doesn't mean it's your fault. Like, how can you exactly? Use, why would that be a, something you wanted to tell young women? It's absurd. It's and then yeah. ridiculed. I, I'm not even going to get, get on that one. I mean, and then and then they get ridiculed when they're in abusive relationships, and they are they can't get out. Yeah, we, that mindset is not okay. That is insane. Yep. Are they going to remove it? Have they responded to no, the outcry about it? Not yet. Not that I could see anyway. Did you say this was in Texas? Of course it's in Texas. Yeah, that tracks. I'm not super <laughs> yeah, surprised that about that. Yeah. God, that's awful. Well, Can what I just else tell you something amazing? Yes. <laughs> so you remember my takedown on Jill Rodriguez and family a, f- a few of months course. ago, right? Of course. How could I forget? Yes, of course. So they are in town in St. Augustine, Florida, visiting the oldest daughter, Nari. God, I hate her uh, name. It's so I know. It's so awful. <laughs> And I'm sorry to anyone else named Nuri. I'm sure it's beautiful on you. <laughs> it's just on this family, it's not. We just don't like them. So they're visiting her, their daughter. And are you going to right. go try to stalk them and talk to them? Oh, no, no, no. This is like hours away. But oh, so okay. St. Augustine was founded. Um, and it's got one of the oldest remaining forts in the United States. <laughs> Like I we I have taken countless field trips. I'm going to a wedding in April at this fort. Like that sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. Um, it is 
348 years old. Okay. Okay. She's got her kids. She posted pictures on Instagram, and I'll link her Instagram in the show notes too. Literally climbing the outside of this fort. What? Yes. So it was so bad that Castillo de San Marcos, which is where she was, posted on their Facebook and said, we have received numerous messages over the last 24 hours regarding publicly posted photos and videos of several teenagers climbing the walls of the Castillo. We greatly appreciate our visitors' concern for the monument, and we would like to remind everyone that such activities are not only unsafe and damaging to the historic structure, but also illegal as well and subject to criminal citation. Please help us preserve this unique 348-year-old building by not climbing, sitting, standing, or carving on any of the walls inside or out. Like, oh my god. The fact that they even have to say that is insane. So was it the mom that was posting pictures or do we know? Yeah, no, none of her kids have phones. What an idiot. Oh my God. So there's like, you don't even have any excuses like, oh, we're sorry the kids didn't know. Like, I didn't know that this happened. She's just like there cheering them on, taking pictures of how cute they are. These people get worse and worse every time we talk about them. Awful. They're terrible people. Horrible. Horrible. I hate them so much. Anyway. Well, I, I want you to tell me some more about an awful, awful person. <laughs> um, I intentionally have kind of avoided all news stories about this guy because I wanted you to tell me all about it. And I know you're like deep diving into it. Um, but tell us about the crazy story that has been in the news for the last couple weeks. I'm sure you're referring to Jason Collier. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we might be a little bit behind, but um hey, shit keeps coming out. I like keep seeing basically, it. Basically, Jason Collier is the world's largest piece of shit. <laughs> he <sighs> um so this guy has a history of working in law enforcement. He has been married a couple of times. He's got four kids, two and two, I believe. Okay. And so we found out about this man when this woman, Cecily, Starts posting on her Facebook saying that she just found out her fiance was married. (laughs) And so she says something like, make sure that if you're going to be married and having an affair that you don't have mutual friends. Oh, so that's how she found out. Dun, dun, dun. Now, this guy is the police chief of his town but before you get too excited his town is like 1500 people oh, okay. uh, but he has a history of law enforcement he's gotten like a medal of honor before like all this other stuff okay so when cecily comes forward everybody starts digging into him and it somehow just keeps getting bigger and bigger now a woman named christy in a neighboring town sees these posts and she's like oh funny story i'm engaged to him too Oh, and then it's like a snowball. It's like or like an avalanche, really. Yeah. 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 So then Christy comes forward and she's like, Yeah, I met him on like December 10th, and by December 26th, we were engaged. Like he was trying so hard. He was buying me gifts. He bought me a ring. He wanted me to buy like a coffee maker. Apparently that was like a thing. And Cecily goes, Oh yeah, me too. I got a ring. And he tried to convince me to buy a coffee maker because I'm not a coffee drinker and he is. And they're like, Oh my God. And so then they start comparing stories. And so she's like, oh, yeah, okay, uh, we just went on vacation here to, like, I think, like, Taos, New Mexico, because he's in Texas. 
And she's like, oh, yeah, when you were in Taos. I mean, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) While you were in Taos, he told me that he was on a work conference. And she's like, yeah, okay. So then he went on a work conference. And she's like, Christy was like, no, no, no. He was with me that time. And she said, well, he showed me these pictures. He broke his truck window by accident. He said his son broke it. And Christy says, oh, no, that was actually my son. I still have the glass in my driveway. And it just keeps wow. going from there. So then Cecily pulls the ultimate, like, what the fuck? He had told her that he had been married before, but he got it annulled. And he supplied her with a fake annulment, like, had a fake case number and everything. So yeah, he. And doesn't just, he have, like, four kids with his ex wife? So I don't think. Yeah, no, I think it, that's what I said before. Next it was two and two like he had two kids with one ex-wife and two kids with the other ex-wife okay Uh oh we have a mini podcaster hi oh i love that little voice you want to say hi yeah gosh she's so cute well and i can't say hi blonde haired beauty here hi hi hello everyone Say hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> the littlest mini bitch face. <laughs> God, we're going to get letters about that. <laughs> yeah, well, she does have a pretty good resting bitch face. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, my yeah. teenager for sure, too. Yeah. So from what I understood in the little bit that I read, I think that he's going to be in trouble because he's falsifying official documents yes. when he so made he that So he got moment. arrested. Mm-hmm. For falsifying like government document, he lost his job as the police chief. But okay. I'm not done. Okay. So Opal, his current wife, has filed for divorce. <clears throat> She's asked that not, she not be publicly involved for the sake of her kids, and I think that's fair. His first wife, whose name I don't know, but it starts with an M has publicly come forward, but she's also requesting privacy. So here's where it starts to get real convoluted because all these women start coming out through the woodwork. So there's a woman named Katie who is allegedly currently involved with Jason as well. She saw the post. He messaged her when it was all starting to hit the fan. He said he's not in a good place and broke up with her. Then a girl named Angie came up And she responded to Cecily, the first girl, and said that Jason did the same thing to her in 2007. Then Heather comes in, and Heather says that she met Jason through a dating app, and they were dating from November to December of 2020, and she had photos to prove it. This other woman was a former acquaintance of Jason's, comes forward and said that between 2005 and 2006, that Jason was allegedly caught cheating on his wife with an 18-year-old. Then Sarah was tagged in the comments as a possible fiance, but she has not come forward yet. Then a girl named Brenna posted screenshots of alleged pictures and text messages between her and Jason. And then another woman's daughter comes forward and says that he was doing the same thing to her, but the mom hasn't come forward. Then a girl named Amy comes forward. Oh my God, where does he find the time? I know. And they're all in different towns. I can barely plan a date night with my boyfriend of four years. Like, we just went out to have dinner the other night. It was our first date in, like, a year. I know. Which, obviously, because of COVID and everything. But where does this guy find the time to keep, like, all of these balls in the air? 
Exactly. So then Amy comes forward and she says that she met him on a dating app but only went on one date and she shared she shared screenshots. Then a teenage girl comes forward and says that she was one of Jason's girlfriend and was only 17. Wow. Then another woman named well, she starts with an A, was allegedly with Jason in 98 and they got engaged, left him when he was caught with a nurse and before he got married to his first wife. And then a girl named Christy came forward on Cecily's post, posted texts and photos and claimed that Jason tried to date her in December of 2020 and also bought her a ring. This is mind blowing. How does this dude have this much money? Do we have a a number count? Do we have a count of how many women that was? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Just on that one thing, and I think there's actually more. Oh my god! So is he hot? No, I mean he's like fine, but he's not. So how the hell? I don't understand how that happened. That is crazy. That reminds me a lot of. My story about my baby daddy and how I found out that I I found out I was pregnant and then I found out he was married and then I found out his wife was pregnant with their second kid and then another girl showed up on the doorstep a couple months later. So if you guys want to hear more about that, you're going to have to subscribe to Patreon one day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Or go head over to. Um, oh, I yeah. Did I did not sign up for this. Yeah, listen to their Patreon. You got my whole crazy story. But I can so, like, my heart is kind of broken for these women. Because if he's not a hot guy, then they're probably assuming, like, oh, he's a normal everyday guy. He's got a good job. Like, he's probably just charming enough. And it's, like, so, would be so embarrassing and heartbreaking to find out this Probably seeing it on the news or reading it on Facebook. Can you imagine if you were one of those women? That'd be awful. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And this went viral. Yeah, I've seen it. There's even memes about it. Like, there was a really funny meme that I saved to put on our our Instagram page. So we're going to do that. But this story is just crazy. And from what I see, there's more stuff coming coming out. Yeah. I think they're going to make a Lifetime movie about it. They're going to, or are you saying they should? I think they're going to. Because the one Facebook group I'm in, they said they were talking about it. Oh. I actually would watch that. It sounds pretty juicy. I'd be So, (laughs) before we get into our next topic, there's breaking news that you're going to be interested in. I I just just happened to catch the headline. Tell me. Britney Spears' dad lost his bid to retain control of delegating her investments. And that's all I'm going to say because you should join our new Patreon and listen to us talk about Britney Spears. Yes. And her yes. dad. You guys, so we have an announcement and it's really <laughs> exciting. We've been talking about this forever. We've talked about it on the show. We've talked about it privately to each other, but we are finally going to be starting our Patreon. And uh, there's some cool perks. We're kind of nailing down all of the details, but our first episode is going to be a recap and discussion of the Framing Britney Spears documentary. Um, We're also going to be talking about the Anna Nicole Smith documentary that just came out. That could be two different episodes or one we haven't decided, but when we have the exact dates that your episodes will be dropping, we will release all of that information for you and put a link out 
and it's going to be fun. We're going to have so many juicy topics and episodes. We're really excited. It's happening. And I would like to add that the first 100 subscribers will receive a free Resting Bitch Face podcast sticker. I'm so excited. Handmade by me and shipped to you, my friends. That's awesome. That is so exciting. Awesome. So I cannot wait for that. Um, Now, our next topic is something that I've been... Julie, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I have been raving about this to anyone who would listen for like the past two weeks since it aired but the I think it was the season finale of Catfish if it wasn't the season finale it should have been because it was the best episode of Catfish that I have ever seen and I've seen every episode at least twice it was so freaking good um so Melinda I raved to you and forced you to watch it and what was your reaction when you saw the big reveal were you shocked? I loved it. I was a little bit shocked. <laughs> I was wondering where it was going. Mm. I I was I was shocked. Yes, I was shocked. Um I want to talk about the similarities between this story and Neve's story of how we got started in Catfish. Okay. That's yeah, that's good. So um I loved the original Catfish documentary. It didn't get a lot of play. It was only in like a couple theaters in Vegas. And it was just like an indie release documentary. But that's what started everything from Catfish. So do you want to talk about, do you want to kind of tell people how the documentary goes? And then we can talk about this episode. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a while since I've seen the original documentary. I remember watching it on like video on demand or something. But basically this guy Neve and his brother and his friend Max decide to go now, find was Max in it? I thought Max was in it. I don't know. No, either I way. So. I think it's like his brother and best friend. Some people. Some people <laughs> with Neve. Neve is all that matters really. Some people and Neve decide to track <laughs> down this girl that Neve has been talking to on line. And so he's starting to like fall in love with this girl. So he wants to meet her. So he is going to go to wherever it is that she lives and she ghosts him. And so now he's like, okay, I'm going to have to start researching this. Some things don't add up, blah, 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 blah. They have like talked on the phone. She sent him paintings, yada, yada, yada. Basically the bottom line to this is that it was this whole other woman using pictures of a family friend to send to Neve and using her daughter's name and some of her daughter's personal stories. Now, meanwhile, her daughter is in rehab. And so this woman is like lonely. And I think she might've been, she faked cancer and like this, all this other stuff, but yeah, he ends up for backstory. It is, but he ends up forgiving her and then they're friends or whatever. So, but this inspires him to start catfish, the TV show. Hmm. So <laughs> Julie, take it away. Okay, so on this episode of Catfish, they get an email from a woman named Samantha. And she's like, hey, I know that sometimes you guys have people that reach out to you for someone else in their life. And that's what I'm doing now. And she says that her husband, not her husband, her boyfriend of like eight years, they've been together forever. They have three kids together. He met this chick on Xbox like a decade ago. 
And her name was Katie, Katie, but C-A-I-T-E-A. Okay, there's your first red flag. Nobody spells their name like K-T, like I'm sipping some tea. So that's the first thing. And she says, like, she feels like that they can't move forward in their relationship because he's kind of hung up on what could have been with this girl and he wants to know who she is. Classic catfish situation where they couldn't, like, video chat and send pictures and all that. So Neve and Cammie reach out to the longtime girlfriend and she kind of gives them all the information and she brings her boyfriend in and he says, yeah, like, this was my first love. And I've been thinking about her all this time. I would be so pissed if I was his girlfriend. I'd be like, really? Yeah. I've been with you for eight years. We have three children together. And you cannot let go of this random or two children or however many. But you can't let go of this random girl you talked to on Xbox a decade ago. Like, pissed. So she says that she, like, really kind of wants her to be catfish. She's hoping and she thinks that she is. And so they start looking for her. And um, the pictures that they find, like the the Facebook account that they find doesn't quite look real. It's like a really old Facebook account that hasn't been touched in years, right? Yeah. I think that's what it was. <laughs> and, um, yes. Yes, I said yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think there was a delay. So they end up finding the new Facebook account that belongs to the woman in the pictures. And she's recently married. It's the same woman. She looks like, like she looks like a real person. She does not look like a supermodel or like something crazy. No, like she's some like a cute people. little goth girl. Yeah, she's cute. She's super cute. And they find her updated profile that shows that she's married and everything. So they reach out to her. She calls them back and they talk on the phone a little bit. And she's like, I'm not surprised that you're reaching out to me. This isn't the first time I've heard something like this. They ask if they can video chat her. And then she's like ending the conversation really fast. She's like, "Um, I have to go. I'm at work, but I'll maybe send you a picture or something later. So they get off the phone and they think, okay, well, I don't know. Maybe that's her. Maybe it's not her. And soon after, she sends them a video and it's like, hi, my name is Katie. And of course, her name is Katie, but she doesn't spell it in the weird way like it was on the profile. She's like, my name is Katie. I've never talked to someone named Paul. I don't know who that is. So they show Paul the message. He's sad like they always are. And I thought it was really funny that his girlfriend is like in the background trying so hard not to smile and laugh. Like she is so excited that this chick was a catfish. She's like, thank God we're she gonna get to move so on from this. She was so sweet though, because she's the one that contacted Catfish in the first place. Yeah, she's and really she's, she's just like willing to do whatever it needs. She's very understanding and very sweet. So I mean, good for her. She's a better woman than I would have been for sure. Um, so now that they know it's not the real person, and so they start looking for the real person. Now, from what I can remember, they didn't find like a different phone number or anything. I think it had been a few years Mm -mm. since he had spoken to her last, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they're searching and this and that. And then, um, so then they're all doing a video chat, Paul, um, Neve and Cammie and Katie drops into their zoom call and she's like, Hey, she's like, Oh, you know, someone's missing. Someone's not here yet. 
And there's this long, awkward, drawn out silence when she gets up to go find whoever is not on the video call. And everybody's just kind of like, what's going on? This is so weird. What's happening? Um, yeah. Uh, who did you think it was at this point? I, I don't, I don't know if I thought she was going to come back and sit down and be like, okay, it was me. Or if it was going to be someone else who was in the same home with her. Cause it looked like she got up to go find someone to bring them into the room to be on camera. So maybe like a sister or a cousin or something. What were you thinking? I was wondering, I don't know why. I just thought maybe it was her husband and it, like, like, I don't crazy. know. That, it that just would be seems like so crazy. weird, but I agree that it needed to be like somebody in her home for it to make sense. Yeah, because she and got I think up her and walked mom, away. I think that the person might have been in her house in a different room. That's what I was thinking too. But maybe for like mic purposes or something, yeah. they needed to do two different video cameras. So because that room was like set just so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so basically what happens is there's this long silence and everyone is so anxious and nervous, like, what's going on? Where did she go? Is it her? And so she comes back and she sits down and they say, okay, well, are you uh, Katie? And she's like, well, no, um, but there's someone else that's joining us. And you see this older woman, probably in her like 50s or 60s, um, and she, you see her pop up on the screen and you're like, what, what were you thinking? Did you have an, did you know who, who she was in relation to the story at that point? Yeah. I just, based on the closeness of the two people, <sighs> I was like, well, obviously this has to be her mom. And I immediately thought of Neve's story. Oh my God, you guys, it was this girl's mom. When I realized that, I was shocked. I think my jaw literally dropped and I was like, oh my God. Because the one reason why I was the most upset about this, and I, it's one of the biggest points of the story that I forgot to even mention when we were talking, when I was talking about it. But so this guy had nudes, lots of nudes of Katie real nudes with her face in it. Like he knew that it was her. And so as soon as I realized that it's her mom, I'm like, oh my God, how the hell did she get the nudes? And that was all that was racing through my head the entire time until they revealed it. So what they reveal is that the mom, she had her kids move out of the house, like empty nest. She was lonely. She was sad. She gets online, which I kind of think it's funny that it was on Xbox that she was doing this. Me but, too. So she gets on like Xbox and she's talking to guys and she strikes up this like friendship with Paul and she's posing as her daughter, Katie. And the crazy thing is that Cammie's like, wait a minute, how you sent him nudes or somebody sent him nudes. How did that happen? She reveals that when her daughter would go to sleep at night, she would sneak into her room and take her phone and steal her daughter's nudes off of her phone 
to send to the men she was talking to. Which I think she was talking to more than just Paul, right? I think that there was a couple uh, I guys. I think she was talking to more than just him. But I, like, mind blown. Can you imagine your mother stealing your nudes that you took for your boyfriend and sending them to a stranger and pretending to be you? No, it's horrifying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, I was trying to... You. <laughs> I was trying to, like, answer you and stop sneezing at the same time. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Uh, I mean, it's no, disgusting. it's it's completely horrifying. Like, if my mom ever did that, I would, like, have to go into the witness protection program. Yeah. I mean, so they reveal that, like, this has really put a wedge between them and their, their relationship as mother and daughter. They haven't had a relationship. Katie has been furious. There's all these guys that have come forward and messaged her on social media saying, like, um, you know, I used to talk to you. They think that they've had this relationship with her and seen photos of her and she has no idea who they are. It was awful. And and one of the other things I was thinking of as I watched this is why would this mother agree to be on the show? Because if I did something as horrendous as she did, never in a million years would I admit it and sure as hell not on national TV. Crazy. Why do you think she did it? I wonder if her daughter was just like, I I wonder if she just like her daughter was like, this is how you can apologize to me. Yeah, that's possible. And another thing is that I mean, I um, don't know. Paul was under age when he was talking to her. Yeah. So she sent nudes to someone under age, nudes that did not belong to her, and was talking dirty and all this stuff. And he is traumatized because he's like, you were my first love. I was 17 years old. You were my first love. You're like some random old lady. Like, I am so disturbed at the conversations that we've had and the way that I felt about you. It was crazy and there was so much emotion to it it was the best catfish episode i've ever seen it was so good it was Um, it was so good but and i really felt bad for that guy because he was very clearly traumatized like and he's gonna need therapy for that well he does definitely i think appreciate his girlfriend more now (laughs) absolutely (laughs) oh um I was also going to say, so Cammy did an interview with another podcast. I wish I could remember which one it was, um, but recently did another interview and they, the sh- this show, this episode had already been released. So she was able to talk about it. And she said that the reason that the mother agreed to do the show was because the statute of limitations was up. So she knew she could talk about it and not get in trouble. There were no legal repercussions. Ooh. Absolutely. It was a doozy. Insane. Crazy. It was crazy. Have you seen the documentary Tall Hot Blonde? Yes. Okay. So maybe we should do a recap of that or something one day because that is a classic. That's like the original catfish story. Yeah, no, for sure. It's crazy. It's been a long time since I've watched it. I have to watch it again. I mean, it's it's like catfish it's mystery and murder all in one documentary it's pretty damn crazy but so i highly recommend that one too um well that's kind of all i've got you got anything else to say i don't this has been a very good episode and i'm really excited to uh 
get started on our uh, Patreon episodes oh, and our regular I'm episodes so and have some more special guests on. We have had an amazing first one and a half months of 2021. We've been guests on some of our favorite podcasts. We've been guests on Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom, on uh, Reality TV with Jody. We've been on Did I Make That Up with uh, Justine. It's been awesome and we're really looking forward to more guests and more fun shows and juicy patreons so just keep an eye on all our social media and keep listening to the show see you bitches soon bye <laughs> bye <laughs>